welcome back to Big Mama Hex Podcast. Today we're sitting down with Angela Faust-Izzo. Did I say that right? Yes. The Faust is okay, a yes. maiden name and the Izzo is yes. my Italian last name that I inherited from my husband. Woo-woo. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I grew up I grew up in like an all-Italian town. It was the best. The <gasps> best, the best ever. food. <laughs> yeah, totally the best food. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That explains so my gorgeous figure is the Italian food versus <laughs> the Pennsylvania Dutch food. <laughs> like pasta, is, pasta, pasta, and bread. That is so true. I was just at a dress fitting and I felt like a sausage being squeezed into the yes. And I was like, all the pasta I've eaten this past year. Yes. But you know what? That's Chris. like quarantine life. You can't be mad, yeah. you know? Right. It's so true. We're all we going to look the same deal. if we ever get back to the beach. So. Yes. <laughs> well, Angela, it's so nice to have you because I have seen your work. I've been living in Boyertown now since 2014. And I've seen your work, I guess, mostly through Studio B. And then I think like on 100 at one point. Yes. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I was like. Okay, so I'm just going to give you give it to you like legit. I never could do realism ever, but I always really wanted to. Like I kind of got good at it mm. with pastels, but it was just not like enough of a natural thing for me to push too hard. Yeah. So whenever I see someone that's making, number one, realistic work, and I don't know if you know Amy Kelly, but her work is, is gorgeous too. She went to Kutztown. I don't know if you guys are mutual friends, but... Um, I feel like we could. I reached out to her. because Probably. I'm- we might have gone to the firehouse and puts down together. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably. It's all a blur, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, and, but then it's also neat to see somebody doing like provocative work, but not like shock value work, but like just right. pro- provocative in the way that like where I am in my life right now, your, yes. your work really speaks to me. And I'm sure many, many, many women that are raising yeah. children. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could just start by talking to us about like, how you how you kind of um, describe your work if mm-hmm. people have not seen your work yet. And of course, I'll link everything in the show notes, but just give yeah. us like how, you know, like your artist statement or whatever that we all dread yes. saying. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that in college, but I've- I did too, right but we've been practicing for a while, right? We're good now, right? Yes, we are good. And we've gotten past, I, I always joke about this when I was in college and I was up in class with like all the guys and they would hang like yes. nude woman. They were like, sensual. <laughs> That's an artist statement. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> you could do a little better, right, buddy? No, like, oh, uh, yeah. So, so that is kind of the beginning of my journey, you know, going through art school and not, I went to Kutz Down um, and I studied fine arts and I didn't really have a clear direction. I knew that I loved realism. I loved the human figure. And I was actually drawn to the female figure, but not in the sense that sensual. <laughs> right, right. I hear you. <laughs> I was more interested in the story that women have to tell that, yes. that stories that aren't being told in art. You know, there are women like us who have families and kids and we love to create. And the challenge is that being a mother, being a wife, being, you know, just a female in this world and being, mm. create art at the same time. So my work is just really, it's about my journey personally, you will see, I paint mostly myself, people that I know that I'm close to my family. And, and part of that is because that's my story and that's what I'm trying to tell. So, um, that's my work in a nutshell. I do have an element of humor that I add to it. And, and that comes from actually a kind of dark place. When I was pregnant with my last child, I had undiagnosed help syndrome. So I went into labor and when I delivered my son, I almost died 
afterward. So that was a real, uh, a reality check for me. I was 30 years old. I thought I was invincible and it was like, whoa, I'm mortal. And so I struggled for 10 years with, um, we're at the 10 year point now, but (laughs) many years, uh, two or three where I just couldn't laugh and I couldn't smile. I was on medication because I was suicidal and wow. Art was the vehicle to get me out of that state of mind. And, um, you know, I've, I've made a vow to myself really that after two years of never laughing, I said, that's never going to happen again. So I like to look at things, situations in my life kind of through that vehicle of humor, because I think it's more approachable, you know, if it's preachy and like this and that, like people kind of back away, but there's something about funny, like that draws in or offends them completely. <laughs> but right. I had to do that. <laughs> um, that's really interesting because, you know, it's like, especially during this pandemic and stuff, I think a lot of people are turning to the arts, like art and music and also humor. Yeah. Like I've been watching so much comedy because I, I just can't, like, I know some people can, but I guess I'm like a highly sensitive person. I just can't like documentary or anything right now. I just can't like, I already have enough like heaviness in my heart and awareness. I'm just like, yeah. I can't. I yeah. need comedy right now because it's like I've I've been woke. I'm so old. I'm like elderly woke. Like I just can't. <laughs> I mean, not like not like I don't mean like the social justice like. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm talking about like particularly documentaries or the news. Like I just can't. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. can't. So I mean, I think we all really need humor right now because it it, it does feel like it's never ending and it's been a very long year. <laughs> it's only been yeah. a year. Like not even like March 13th was our like day for this and it's I know so but I love um like I'll show images too if if you're okay with that but I love the one image that you did uh during the pandemic I think I'm just like remembering a bra and a mask and a wine bottle like I don't know if there's Ah. a couple different pieces together yes (laughs) that's basically the title (laughs) it's so true I have completely given up getting dressed and I actually my husband and I vowed in the beginning of this like we weren't really drinking much anyway but we we're like this is probably not the greatest yeah. time to start again <laughs> like so we really haven't had anything to drink so we've been doing this all sober whoa kids I'm impressed. <laughs> I know. yeah but I mean I have like daily explosions and it's just kind of become their their normal yeah yeah I can relate to that <laughs> let me just say I'm not cut out to be a homeschool mom I've learned that lesson in this year I thought I was oh. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I thought my granola groots were coming for me and I was going to homeschool. No. Mm-mm. Well, let me tell no. you, I was actually homeschooled through high school. So I, wow. I've always been like, no. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No. That's interesting to hear from. Actually, my sister-in-law was homeschooled too, but it was like, it was it was not like even yeah. kind of homeschooled. It was really bad. Her mom was really, uh, what's the word? Um uh, negligent. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> negligent. Yes, um, yeah. really, really negligent. So it was a really bad situation for her, but yeah, I mean, it's hard and you have to really, it's, it is a full-time job. You yeah. have to be able to like not work and that's just not in the cards for me. And I need time for myself. Like art, I don't even care. Like I, I'm fine. Like I haven't had my hair done or anything, but yeah. I just can't not art. Like I can't not art, you know, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. it's just no, self-care. Me, so I get weird you, too. <laughs> I get I so weird. Art- if I don't art, like, I don't even listen. I yeah. was a public school teacher in, in, in Philadelphia and like for two years straight, like I had no time to make art and I was Ooh. so crazy, miserable and depressed. Yeah. And that's when like, I was just like, I can't anymore. I just can't do it. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, tell us about what kind of materials do you use? Do you work with like oils or do you work with acrylics? I'm very curious. I actually use them all. So in college, I, I really focused on watercolor in college and I love watercolor. Oh, like, that's actually being homeschooled. My mom, who was not negligent, she was actually fantastic. Good. I love that's awesome. <laughs> She was great because she allowed me, my mom's a creative too. So she allowed me to use that time to take adult classes for art. So I was in like a group of older women and men who were, you know, semi-professional and like learning to paint with them when I was 16 years old. So watercolor holds a very special place in my heart, but I do after school, I kind of ventured more into oil and acrylic. And right now I've been kind of on an oil kick because I've been using glazing techniques and stuff. I'm like in love because it's almost the best of watercolor and oil together. Yes. So I can have that satisfaction of a, a liquidy medium and also have the beauty of a glazed painting. So <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Have you tried the um, water soluble oils yet? Like we saw those cause I was super interested in that because of spirits, like we can't have them in the house, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I have not, but I would be willing to try them. I, I think that would be very interesting. Like I said, I'm very in the very beginning of this, like, oil exploration. I've done oils before and they're okay, but the the painting I actually did on that panel of, I think it's called 2020, me, uh, my mask and seven bottles of wine. <laughs> yes. My my COVID titles are like so long sometimes. <laughs> I had the other one with the garden. It's all good. <laughs> the longer, the better. It's like, uh, we, we all like can sympathize. It's just a lot. It, it's, it's so much, but it's just so much. Yeah, I would, I would, I would try those out. I, I haven't yet, but if I do, I will let you know because yeah, well, you know, solvents are. We like literally we ordered them like a year ago. I just haven't had time to use them because I'm like always the hustle. But um, yes, actually, yeah. I, I wanted to order them because I'm, I'm, I'm like repainting this familial chest, and I was gonna put like some proctor stuff on it, and yes. I think it'd be really cool to use oils on this, mm-hmm. and that's what the mm-hmm. plan is. But it's just like there's no time at all. It's just a lot, but you know, it, I know. It'll come someday. It'll I know that someday. very well. It's been a battle, mm-hmm. you know, for me too because I work full time. I I'm yes. full time. We're we are very fortunate that we can work from home right now, which is kind of a double edged sword because I've got mm-hmm. that work life balance back, and I'm like, oh my god, I love working remotely. Like I can just do my work for eight hours and then log out, and I shut that computer. I shut that computer, and I'm like, not Satan. Yes. And then I go to the kitchen and I do my thing, and then. I've had to really make an effort to schedule time. So usually uh, after dinner, like that's my paint time. Like that. That's awesome. Because going back to what we were talking about, when you're not taking that time to be creative, my mom always used to say, if I was being like a real cranky little bee, she'd be like, did you paint today? Or did you create something today? Like my mom would say that. Just always fantastic about getting me to realize, okay, you're feeling this way because you're not using your creative outlet. So you didn't express it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to, it's like an output. Like you have to get that energy out, you know? Yeah. I should just, yeah. is your mom going to listen to this? Cause I actually just said to my husband, like, like about sex. I was like, if <laughs> we don't make time for this, where am I going to put this energy? Like legit asking him like, true. what the F do you want me to do with this sexual energy? that I have and clearly like I'm not interested in cheating especially like, no <laughs> offense to him but not during COVID no like, I don't want to catch any COVID <laughs> during this like I don't even know but no seriously like joking aside I did ask him like 
I yeah. literally cannot take this energy that is like a lot and just like mm-hmm. make it disappear. Like he can yeah. go on a bike ride and like he's like an exerciser. Yes. He's like an athletic person. He can he can like re like uh what's the word? He can like um I'm bad with words. <laughs> Those are hard. <laughs> what's the word I want? He can ex- expel that energy somehow. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, certainly yeah. women can do that, too. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that with I art. do. And I do. I do. This, you have to figure this out is a raunchy. This is a raunchy podcast. I apologize to your mother. No, it's okay. Uh, and my mom, my mom, my mom doesn't listen. My mom doesn't <laughs> listen. My mom's like Billie Eilish's mom. She's like, I'm not listening to this. I don't want to hear any of this. I know, my mom, my mom will take this recording and she will somehow figure out how to hang it on the refrigerator. Like, oh my god, I love. That's so sweet. She's so precious, and like my mom was the one who drew pictures of sex for me, so it's okay. Oh my gosh, our moms are very similar, but my mom's kind of morphed into not that way anymore. But she yeah. taught me about sex when I was like five with that book that was really popular in the seventies. What the heck, you know, with the illustrations. <laughs> I forget what it was called. It was like a really big deal, and it showed all the positions. And I was like, "Oh, I'm five. I have no idea what I'm looking at." Oh my goodness, so funny! Oh my God, did your mom grow up in Boyertown? My mom is totally from Boyertown. Yes, and then ran off as soon as she could. She wanted <laughs> well, to. She wanted to raise us in a diverse area, which I'm very grateful yeah. for her doing that. But um, yeah. I do feel like it. It was one of those double-edged sword things because we grew up like. We grew up, like I said, in a town that was very Italian. It was Italian, Irish, Puerto Rican, and African American, which is amazing and diverse, but zero mm-hmm. percent German. So I was like sitting there. <laughs> I was like, who am I? Totally the weirdo. I was actually, I was weird anyway. But then I was like, I remember sharing that I was German, and this kid, this like jackass kid, was like, "Oh, so you're a Nazi?" Like right away, like first time I ever shared it, and I was like. <gasps> like yes bad it was not good but yeah it was good in a lot of ways but it was bad in that way but yeah our whole family's from here and we got to get into that of course Angela yeah because your family goes back so far you shared with me um yeah tell me about your Pennsylvania Dutch roots and tell us all of the things okay well I did want to say I can relate to that because like growing up too I grew up in Boyertown but I went to school in Oli and I do remember having that conversation people where you would say like oh I'm German and they'd say oh are you a Nazi or like you know yes yes I had a friend yeah so I remember feeling almost it it was almost an embarrassment to be German it's like an ashamed yeah a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent I hated that because you know you have friends who are Irish and Italian and they celebrate their and I'm like oh I'm German you know but as I'm older and really delve into it because I didn't understand I was Pennsylvania Dutch growing up. I just knew my mom made right. like Pennsylvania Dutch chicken pot pie. And that was yep. me. And like, what are you telling me this baked over pie with a crust on top? That's not pot pie. <laughs> you know, all of the things that we did, like, you know, pork and sauerkraut on New Year's Day. Like we just did. Yep. And I didn't understand why. And, or my grandmother who was so Dutchy and she'd be like, oh, A&J, now stop talking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's I heard that a lot. Good, that's such a good accent. Oh my Thank gosh. You. Thank you. My mother works at Glick's Greenhouse. And I think I saw that you in a Yes. The connections here. Are- oh my gosh. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> my mother. That's my so mother cool. and I. I love Glick's. And I used to actually help them with their art design for the, the greenhouse show or the Christmas show. Oh, every- nice. 
And it was wonderful because I got to work with my mother and we would walk through the greenhouse and we just speak in a Pennsylvania Dutch accent. So I spent 10 years really perfecting that because my mom is That's so- awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. I was just telling Gail today, like I call myself an Oli Valley Valley girl because I can't, I can, like I can rock and see Deitch a little yes. bit, right? But it's always like I'm a 90s like Valley girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get rid of it. I can't. And that's the thing. Like, you can learn the language. You can learn the language. But it's it's really the accent. Like, come on. Like, the accent's the gold, you know. That's yeah. so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love it. And I'm I'm terrible, really, when I'm... I don't speak Pennsylvania Dutch. I know a couple things. I know, like, I have a painting. One of my very first paintings when I came out of my art cave. Because I was, like, taking care of kids. And then, finally, I walked down to Sue. Yes. And I showed Sue back this painting. And I was like, can you let me be a part of your gallery? And she was like, yes, please. But that painting was called Kanshtubikafanga. And I say it stupid, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Kanshtubikafanga. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was just like... We need to have like, we need to have like, um, like a virtual, like, you know, like funny or die or whatever. It's like Holy Valley Valley girls. You like do skits and stuff. That would be so funny. Like we walk into like running or something. We're just like, we're speaking Deitch, but in this crazy accent. Oh my God. They will love it. The men and I freaking love me. They love me so much. No, they don't. I'm just kidding. No, they don't. Like, what is this alien? Like, what is going on? Where did this girl come from? I know. And you try to embrace it, but you just can't speak the speak. I mean, I even have a, ta- I have a tattoo on my arm. It's like a dis. Oh, wow. I did. Um, This is very awkward. Okay. <laughs> I did a series of deconstructed hex signs that I just used. For wow. Stuff. And then my sisters and I all got this done. And it says, it's Schwetztira, which I, I think I'm saying that correctly, which is sisters. And what is it again? Schwetztira. Did I say that right? Schwetztira. Oh, oh, Schwetztira. Shwesta. I don't know. It's been a minute, but yeah, Maiden I know what you mean. Ford. What did you say? I said, where's Dougie Maidenford? <laughs> we need Seriously. To... Listen, I'm not trying to sound like an old fart, but I sound like an old fart. This is like this younger generation that like, honestly, there's like, mm-hmm. they get things right away. They get the information. Mm-hmm. Like we learned, like, I don't know how old you are, but we learned like the Dewey Decimal System and shit like that. Like, yeah, I think we were born the same year. I think we were 81. I'm 80. I'm May 80. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You do not stop it because you do not look like you're my age. You need to stop. What are you doing different than me? Are you expelling that energy I was talking about? <laughs> it's my immaturity. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> a couple years ago, no, I don't have like a good face routine. My 13 year old told me, she said, that's why I look like <laughs> but a couple years ago I was in grad school with young people like I could tell my 20 year olds and they were all like oh my god no you're not in your 30s but But now it's like you can clearly tell it's just maybe it's just COVID quarantine I think it is it's like I gained I I didn't have gray hair and and I'm like slowly turning into a brunette love your hair is that purposeful I love it no, this is called COVID grow out. Like I haven't I seen actually, my- it's like a trend and it's very, very pretty. It's very pretty. Thank though. you. I, I feel like the shadow roots are working, but I do have three yeah, gray hairs whatever. this past year. <laughs> Me too. But you know what? I'm into them because I used to pay for baby lights and now it's just gray. And I'm like, yeah, yes, no more, no more. I know. On, that's bye. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yes, I think like so I just let them blend just rock in. It. Like highlights. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there. Exactly. I want to be a silver lady and like, own it like I just want to be like yes. a lady and just own it yes yes 
yes, we're, we're heading there. Don't you worry. Yeah. We're getting there <laughs> faster than we thought. No, but the thing yeah. that's annoying is like women, and this is like kind of off topic, but they peak now, like we're peaking. And like, I'm, yeah. my husband's older than me. And so he's like, not peaking. He's like going yeah. down the hill. And it's, yeah. it's, it's frustrating because I feel like I didn't know that I could get like hornier than I was like when I was in my <laughs> teens. And now it's just like, oh, and then it's like the COVID thing. And it's like, my kids yeah. are always around. And like, like, I just, I just don't know. I need to yeah. work on but you know what's interesting with your work? I did not ever do like realism, realism, but I used to do more like figurative studies. And I made this whole series about like um, sexuality in my in my early 30s. And you know how there's yeah. like the cougar and then there's the puma? Yes, there's a whole yeah, so it was, system. Did you know yeah, what? Yes. Is? You know what? 69 is a pussycat. <laughs> there's like. No. <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that. Where did you learn that? Did you learn that? What is that website called where you get like the? the, I'll have to dig it up. But it did. It gave you a diagram of all of the different levels of of cat. Love that. Kind of is offensive because it's like these are about women. What do men get called? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, oh, just like uh, what they're called, uh, predators. Like they're just predators. (laughs) They're like sexy old ladies. But I mean, I'm not a puma anymore, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, it was really interesting because I had like my, my ex-husband and I broke up. My daughter, my first daughter is with another man. But um, I had met a younger guy and I was just like, yeah, but this is like so much worse because it's like it gets more intense. And then you're like yeah. going through perimenopause at the same time and you're like having hot flashes, <laughs> being all horny. And you're like, this is a hot mess. <laughs> what is that about i'm so frustrated with that like your sex drive peaks as theirs down and you're like not right (laughs) it's not right the universe messed up it it totally did and then being a creative person i don't know if this is true but i've heard that we're nymphos and i tend to think it is true (laughs) well according to me and you 100 percent, because i literally was like okay i worked out all of like my trauma like you know, like where I was like, not good to myself as a teenager, but like, why am I still holding on to this? Like, like he just doesn't suffer. Like I do, like he could give a shit if we don't like hook up during, you know, a month, maybe even crying out loud. And -hmm. I'm just like, I mean, I don't think it's like, it's been every relationship I'm in. So it's clearly not the men, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. (laughs) It's funny though, because now they have like these these vibrators and stuff that are like very public and very like all these like celebrities are like endorsing it. Like, yeah. um, what is her name? Um, Meredith Masony, who does like, um, what the heck is her podcast that she does? Take it or leave it. And she's like, oh. um, geez, I can't even think, but she's super like, she seems so like prudy and stuff. And she's coming out with like this vibrator, <laughs> like plugging a vibrator. Like, what the fuck is going on in this world? <laughs> Why is this like super pretty lady like coming out with a vibrator commercial? So I was like, well, maybe that's just like the ticket. Like we all just need to go and get this like hundred and twenty nine dollars vibrator. I'm like, who the fuck has that money to send on a fucking vibrator? I know insurance should Dude. come. <laughs> it should just come along with your COVID quarantine kit from like the school district. That's like we know you're home with your kids. But yes. <laughs> I took you up. <laughs> this is going real downhill, Angela. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It always does with me, and I'm going to be even weirder because I'm, so I'm going to take my shirt off. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, I'm sitting, sitting in a park- I'm sitting in a parking lot at my school because I just need to avoid like on my kids right now. 
This, this is, is like a new bar for women. This I know, really. There, this is like the new bar for women. It's like you go and be in your car alone, like you're going out <laughs> with your girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and what a strange time! Oh my goodness. I know. I know. So it's- have your kids? Have your kids picked up the arts as well? Has it transferred to them? Do, they kind of grew up with it now. Yeah, actually, all four of them. It's funny because my husband was very athletic in school. He played hockey. He's he's actually from North Jersey. I married outside of my gene pool because I am related Smart. to everyone in this town. So I was like, go somewhere else. So that's that's where I met my husband at, at Kutztown, but he's from North Jersey. And oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and he he was very sporty, but our all of our kids are so creative, and it's just like. Oh, that's cool. Even just the visual arts, they're theatrical. So there are plays at our house. It's like an insane asylum. That's so cool, though. <laughs> it will serve them so well, though. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I was just saying this. Um, Actually, literally every single podcast I say this. Like, creative exercises in being creative, right? And the creative um, process can serve mm-hmm. you in any discipline or any kind of problem. It's problem solving, you know? Yes. It's yeah. like totally problem solving. And it serves so many people so many times, especially with art therapy, like you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even really teach art anymore. I just like teach art therapy. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like this whole year in school when I'm teaching, it's all about like mindfulness and like, Oh yes. You know, trying to express mm-hmm. it. It's just like, it has to be infused because it's just like, you know, it sucks because I teach at a private school and at the public school, it's like very different. They kind of like ignore this whole, this whole entire pandemic completely, yeah. which they've been instructed to do. I don't like uh, fault the teachers at all. That's just the oh, general yeah. way, you know, but um, it's, yeah. it's tricky because I feel like it needs to be acknowledged and talked about and it's just not. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's yeah, tricky it's stuff. Tr- it really is. And it, it does. Yeah. I, I, what did you just say? You said it's, it's problem solving. I love that. Yes. I use that and have found in my, my professional career, because I work for a software company. So like a lot of the things that I do where I dig into data and I have to figure out why, yes. and I'm like, this is fun. And that does tap into that creative part of my brain and yes. sheets are <laughs> <laughs> make them pretty. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, data. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen, if you do data, have you ever seen, like I did graphic design for my MFA and uh, Dear Data, it's a really cool project um, with two women. I think it was in the UK where they actually like um, infographically create data, like charts that are very beautiful, actually. You should check it yeah. out. I should actually. It's really cool. Well, I do Because I, I love like taking the things that are, you know, very brainy people, you know, regurgitate or what have you. Yes turn that into something that people can understand and, and yes like infographics and data yeah. visualization oh you'd like that it's very very cool yeah all that I'll stuff is that really and like user experience all that stuff like I learned about it in grad school yeah. was like mind-blowing I was like oh I love user experience now and I noticed yes. that like the doctors visit um printouts are so much more beautiful now when they have the little icons with the BMI and everything like that you know yeah you see that stuff I know um, so Angela, if people are interested in your work, I'll definitely link like your website and stuff, but is yeah. there, are you exhibiting right now or is there a place where they can go, um, to see your work in okay. person? Um, actually right now I'm in the process of kind of revamping everything. I had, last year was a little difficult, so things got shut down. I had a website, yeah. I turned it off, but I'm rebuilding it. 
presently. And within the next week or two, I'll have that up and running. So I would say um, I have my Angela Izzo artist Facebook page that you can follow. I'll provide to you and I will have news about my upcoming website launch and any of the other shows that I have. Um, Right now, I'm not currently showing anything. If you want to come to my living room. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to ask if people are interested in purchasing stuff. Do you have like a collection still available? I do. Actually, that will be included on my web. So yeah, I have originals, prints and other merchandise. So because I'm broke. I know that's what I want. And this this is my struggle because like I'm trying, Mm. you know, I want this Keith Herring thing, like where I want art to be available to everybody. My man, I love him. I know, and he's Kutztown, so it's like, oh, and that's like, I I told you before, like my grandmother's from Kutztown, so I have roots there. Um, The one who used to say I was talking dumb. (laughs) 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 My. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I do feel like art should be available for everybody. So I am, I'm trying to think like, what ways can I make my art available to people? That's not expensive. Like you don't have to buy one of my paintings, but like, maybe you want a print or maybe you want a t-shirt, you know, like just trying to think of ways to put my art out there for everybody to enjoy. So yeah, I'm thinking about my, that. <laughs> I know I should send you my friend, um, Katie, um, maybe you probably see like mom paintings like beautiful breastfeeding paintings because I got into it because she was like doing oh, breastfeeding. Yeah. Katie Berger, Berger, I think Katie Berger, but she does a lot of um, swag stuff like that. But you know, I'll tell you though, yeah. it's like a slippery slope. Like I tried getting into it and it's, it ends up being like really time consuming. So I, I mean, I hear what yeah. you're saying that you want it to be accessible, but it's also kind of a pain in the meat, but you know, it would be neat yeah. if you could like Have somehow you- do it on your, you know, huh? Oh, no, I was going to say, I was looking into these sites that, like, you, I think what you can do is you upload your Im- image and they take care of, like, the printing and shipping. Yes. I'm like, I was what's going to tell you that? Magic? Yes. That's what I was going to tell yeah, you about because you don't, one. yeah, I've used those before and they're amazing, but you like, you don't make a lot of money, but that's, but you make it accessible. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it takes the, it's like so much, it's so much time and so time consuming to do it yourself. Um, so I really, really yeah. recommend that. I have a couple of really good sites that I know about, but yeah, it's just, it's just so, so much time consuming, you know, but then of course, you know, yeah. then people can just snag your work from the images. It's, it's a, it's right. a hot mess express on the internet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just, mm-hmm. yeah it is. It's it a is. lot. slope. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. But, um, I, no, I love that. So so Angela, do you have any plans to kind of like, I just keep thinking a way that you could make it accessible was like, put it like a collection of work together in like a book. That'd be so cool. Like even yeah, a small are, book. That would that, be so those cool. are things I'm thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cause especially cause the stories, like compiling the stories and, and sometimes I do, yeah. or I had been doing some things yeah. about why I painted it. Cause like, you know, there's so much that you can get from the visual part of it, but actually yeah. being able to hear my story, I think is helpful. So um, I've, I've thought about that too, but that is a good suggestion and it's going to help yeah. this turn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, sorry, go and, ahead. and you've been doing it and you've been doing it long enough too, that I'm sure you have a nice body of work that it would be super interesting to look at. Yes. I and, feel, I feel like I've gotten over that hurdle, you know, like that's always the first yeah. thing it's like, what do you want to paint about? What do you want to say? Well, I already know. And I already have, yes. you know, following of people who appreciate it. So it's like, okay, now how do I get it to 
my people. <laughs> right. I hear you. And then balancing that with full-time work and, you know, being, I know, a, tell me. If, yeah. And all my chickens. Lot, lot. <laughs> and all your chickens. Oh my gosh. Tell me about your chickens. Where do you guys um, live? You live near my school, I guess. We're in town. <laughs> Wait, Boyertown town? Yeah, I live in Boyertown. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm more like in the New Berlinville area, but yeah, we have. We oh, have, yeah. So you are close to my school. I gotcha. Yeah, we have a couple backyard chickens. <laughs> and I have a big garden in my backyard. So oh, nice. The urban gardening, I guess, <laughs> in my suburban town. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had we had we had an urban garden like in Philly, like in Kensington where we lived before, and it was like legit an urban garden. But now it is kind of like similar living, you know. But we have literally like I don't know if you ever heard of this phenomenon, but it's called food not lawn. So we took this beautifully landscaped like property and boy, we just like planted everywhere. It's like amazing. It's it's a little out of control though. It's quite jungly, and I can't believe nobody's called the uh, the township. Because my husband does not believe in like, okay, he does not believe in like restraining the um, plants. So they're just like, <laughs> the tomatoes are like growing over yeah. the sidewalk and it's just like this huge, crazy fest of yeah. uh, vegetation. But nobody seems to care, which is awesome. Because my grandparents good. lived in Boyertown and they would get constantly, um, but they lived like really close to the high school. They'd get a lot okay. of like warnings for having like overgrowth and stuff. And I kept saying to my husband, like, they're going to come for us. They're going to come for us. And it has not happened. So knock on wood. I'm oh, in yeah. the car, but knock on the wood. <laughs> just, like, I did it for awesome you. Though. Oh, Plus I in love the it. Summer, it's like, it's so great. We don't have to, we don't have to buy stuff. It's great. We've been That's buying kale cool. and it's like, oh my gosh, it's awful. It's sacrilege. Like the kale from the store is just like, oh. I know. And I can never get rid of the stuff. I have so much of it from one plant. I'm like, oh, I just cut it. Now I got to make it again. So yeah. I'm- I think it's great. And I, I'm actually interested. There's a plot of land like right down from my house. And I'm like, that would make the best community garden right now. All yes. that is it gets mowed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like right where the no. circle K is. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> where the circle K is. I know where the circle K is. Okay. Now think that post office right on five. Yes, right. Okay. And there's a pavilion right in, a fr- in front of the pavilion. There's that triangle yes. of I'm like, that needs to be a community garden. It would be perfect. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm in if you can get the okay. <sighs> I have to make more friends. I suck at gardening, though, so I don't know. I'd be into, like, the talking part, but I don't yeah. think I'm You know what I'm really good at, which is really kind of interesting because I love recycling. Like, all, like, a bunch of my projects at school, I recycle all this stuff, right? I'm really good at getting, like, the cutting from like your celery to like regrow and then you can plant it. But then as yes. far as like tending to the garden, I suck so bad at it. It's mm-hmm. like really a mess. That's I know that I, then. it takes a while. It, it's a lot. It's just it's not a, learning a skill that I've, yeah. Yeah. And we don't, I don't know if our soil's great. It's finally, we're in a good groove, but I attribute yeah. that to our yearly scarecrow that takes care of our garden. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it so it much. I love the humor. Yeah, I love the humor in your oh, work, though. It's just so refreshing. It's very, very cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it, sure. I love to know people, people connect with it. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for connecting you. With work because, you know, you want oh. to enjoy it and you want, you know, when you, I create, I don't want to hold it and not show people. So I really yeah. appreciate the feedback I get from my viewers and and things like this. This is just great. So thank you. 
Yeah, for sure. Especially in a time like this where you can't like show your work and it's really hard. Like we vend a lot. So I always consider that me being in touch with like my, my public or not my public, like my um, target audience or whatever you would call it. Like, yeah, those are my people. Those are like the folk that I'm like making art for and they give me feedback and it's really, my work is driven by that. And that's like kind of the difference. I, I always think in my head, like, because I've spent so long in school studying art, like it's ridiculous. I always think like that's yeah. kind of the difference between like a design, a design-minded person and like a folk artist, yeah. and then like, and then like a fine artist who's making art that 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 speaks to them and like fulfills something for them. But then if people want to consume it, like that's up to the people. But then I think with designers and folk artists, you're actually it's like a constant cycle of communication, like. That's why the internet and social media is yeah. so great because you get that feedback still even in a situation like this, which is nice. So it, I know a lot of artists, yes. especially if you're yes. like a sensitive person or something, you need that feedback to know that you're like, you're speaking to people. Guilty. Yeah, like me too, a hundred percent. Because the work is gorgeous, but you know, you're always in your head like, does this make any oh, sense yeah. to anybody else? But it speaks oh, to yeah. us so much. We love your work, Angela. I'm so excited oh, to finally talk to you. And I can't wait to meet you in real life and and buddy up and like do stuff in real life. Not I'm excited too. Talk. I think we're gonna be good friends. I like this. We I might get here. <laughs> we might get into what trouble? You cut we off. Might, what did we you might do? get arrested next year if we? <laughs> it's we very possible. This. I hope I hope you're related to some of the police around here because I'm certainly <laughs> not. So we're gonna have to use that card. Like you know, Angela. You know. Oh, you have you have friends at the Oli police? No, I'm shocked at Oli, like at the kids thinking the Germans like Nazis. I'm just, I thought this was like just my experience because I grew up so far away from here. <laughs> That's funny. Like not funny, haha, like funny, uh-huh. ridiculous. Ironic. <laughs> that is yeah. so funny. Oh my gosh, it's getting dark here. I'm like looking around. <laughs> You're not far from me. I'll be right over. <laughs> yeah, right. I send my husband my um. I send him my location. He's like, don't give a shit. <laughs> Whatever. Meanwhile, when he goes on, he cycles like in these crazy hills back here, like crazy. Yeah, like he's insane. And oh, I'll be like, I probably almost hit him all the time. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. <laughs> and he probably like weaves in and out like a nut. Uh, yeah, he's he's insane, and I'm like the opposite. I'm just like, where am I? <laughs> It's <laughs> so funny, but um, uh-huh. yeah, I'm ready for these teachers to kill me. But I'm thinking maybe <laughs> I'll wait. I thought, you know, I wanted the kids to build like it, in normal life. This would have been a great project, but now I'm thinking maybe they can like make a sketch of it. But I don't know. Little kids need to build. Yeah, I agree. They need to get their hands on it. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. But it occurred to me then that I'm like coming at this from like a normal lens, and the teachers will probably be like. Oh, it's a community box of crap from the yard. It's not really COVID safe, Rachel Yoder. Like, what are you doing? And I'm just thinking, like, but are we still with the surface transmission? I'm not sure. So I'm not really sure. I don't live in reality, and I don't really know where we are with the science. What's like, reality? What is what is life? I know. Don't you feel like I saying this to everyone that I feel like I'm in that damn video where the guy, the kid, like had the um the um teeth done and he had the gas oh, and he's like yes. is this real life where am i like Indeed. it feels like every day of covid life is bad <laughs> like it's not like groundhog day the movie it's like that where you're like is this real life like where am i it's not even like just the same day it's like 
just a yes. new crazy crazy crisis it's so true it's like what other crazy shit can happen to make me go can there be anything else honestly (laughs) can we top it at all I don't know I don't know I just I watch history documentaries because I can't take reality right now (laughs) I know I just like like you talked about that you you didn't want to watch documentaries the same way like I I'm a very sensitive person and when I watch those things carry that and I can't shake it I can't like I know side of me and it gets stuck and I yeah yeah, it's just this has been yeah it's like haunting yeah 100 percent yeah yeah I listen to a lot of podcasts which is why I thought I could do this yeah (laughs) the one that I listen to I'm just like but I keep telling people people get like nervous and I'm like it's really just a conversation like that can be shared and I don't know if anybody's listening but I think it's starting to like I think people are starting to listen which is cool yes but it's like um thank you it's it's neat, but yeah. So this one podcast was talking about like there's a new Jean-Benet Ramsey documentary. I was like, dude, like I I got I, I like had a hard time shaking that for like ten years. Yeah. It's just it's a lot, and and the Britney Spears stuff, and it's weird because if you're like oh, yeah. my age, yeah, you know, it's so weird now us now like us as our forty year old selves to watch the way it was okay to treat girls and young yes. women when we oh, were here, God. third wave feminism, and it's like. Oh, equality, equality, but to look back and see it and even to look back and think about like Bill mm-hmm. Clinton as the president and Hillary like not wanting gay marriage, like shit like that just blows my fucking mind open. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just bananas. It's like I can't even believe how different it is. You know, it's yes. when you get to that age in your life where you're like the older person, you're like, what is actually happening right now? And the kids now, yeah. and I will say like, I'm very inspired by young people and their yes. their um lack of lack of inhibition and their yeah. they're just raw like expression it's very inspiring and, and it's very neat and I hope to get yeah. back to teaching and be around that again um because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun but yeah yeah I mean you have kids in your house that are those kids they're like at that I age do. that's so exciting that's really neat they and are. if they're creative too I'm sure that they're just like constantly you just learn so much from young people you rem- you get reminded of what it was like at that age when you I do I do I don't know what I'll do when <clears throat> anymore they move out someday if that ever no I think we're just going to become family communes because no one's going to be yeah I don't think that happens anymore and you don't have to worry like nobody can afford to move out anymore don't worry (laughs) they'll always be there for you that's what we've been talking about we're like maybe we need to get a bigger house because I don't think the kids are ever going to be able to leave no mine are never going to leave probably (laughs) I think my middle mate like should probably move to Germany and leave me and break my heart I want one of them to move to Germany so I can go visit Listen, I am, I've never been, I always wanted to go to Europe when I was younger. I've never been. I only went to the Bahamas. That was like the furthest I went. And it was because my roommate was bohemian and I went to visit her. So it wasn't like a touristy yeah, like, visit. Yeah. It was cool though. But um, I hate being on planes. But if a kid lived somewhere, I'd be forced to like live out yes. my dream mm-hmm. and have to go. But it would also equally break my heart because I'm obsessed with my kids and love them so much. I know. I know. I'm like yeah. used to that level of crazy. And you just like without that. <laughs> I know. It's almost like always crazy. That, I know. So much time on your hands if your kids weren't around, right? It would be so weird. Oh, I would have time for other hobbies. <laughs> what are hobbies? <laughs> I know. Because art, art isn't art my hobby. <laughs> No, art is not, no, art is like my hustle now. It's not even my job. It's like, yeah, yeah. Go hard all day, every day. Like we even, my husband and I, we used to like split a schedule where like half of the day we'd be with my son and the other half, you know, the other person would. 
we yeah. can't even do that anymore. Like it has to be full day now. So they were <gasps> like full day, like working because, you know, honestly, like all of the social media stuff and all that, like it takes up a ton of time. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. but, but I will say I'm, I'm very grateful for the efforts that we made to have an online presence before all of this. Yeah. Because unfortunately for a lot of like our folk artist friends or people that would do like yeah. the folk fest with us, they've really had a hard time. Oh, oh nice. my car. <laughs> That's the warming light at the club. <laughs> You're like a baby chick. <laughs> no. um, yeah, it's just, it's really tough. So I'm really glad that we had that representation. And actually Gail, Gail talked about that today with having a nice website already established. And that got them through. Yeah. So that's a really nice thing. But yeah. 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 It's yeah. true. I'm working on it. Yes. <laughs> so listen, Angela, before you go, I just want to ask you a couple of silly questions. Um, but the first one would be not silly. What is your favorite piece that you've ever made? Do you have one? I know that's like, so that's like asking what's your favorite kid. So. Yeah. Ooh, that is tough. That's really hard. If I think off the top of my head, um, there's one a watercolor I did a couple years ago called Cool with All These Balls. And it's like a, it's a painting of me with like a cigarette hanging out of my mouth and I got nice. in my hand. And like I painted that because I felt like I was working part time at the time, which and now I'm full time. So it's like even crazier. But like I felt like yeah. I was doing everything. But I was like, I got this. I cool. So like to me, that that painting's important to me because it's it's a phase of of life that I'm currently still in and I'm still trying mm-hmm. to these balls but I still am like I got this I got this and then yeah my other favorite piece is um talk dirty to me <laughs> <laughs> yes that's my husband vacuuming because and then I'm painting oh, he's my muse hot. and <laughs> that's, hot. that's a struggle we had in life when I went back just to work full-time it was like yes. I, I'm not taking care of all the housework and going to work you're gonna have to pull your weight because you he he was always wonderful and gracious. Sure. Everything I've ever done, but it, that was a change for us. Like he had to go from I took care of all of these things. Now you have half of the responsibility. So that that painting is just a tribute to him because he really did step up to the plate. And oh, he looks so good when he vacuums. <laughs> I hear you. That is so hot. I know it's so funny. Like my love language is like, oh my gosh, you brought me my coffee every morning, like for the last ten years. Like yes. I don't need flowers. Bring me my coffee. And then on the like few days that he didn't, I like fully an explosion. Like, where the fuck is the coffee? And why didn't you bring it? You love me. <laughs> yes, Chris. That's awesome. Is a very he's a a giver. Like acts of service, I think is a love language, right? There's acts of service, like words of I'm words of affirmation. I like. I actually don't know anything about it. I just know it's like a thing. And I know mine is is coffee and like (laughs) sex sex without kissing and just like, let's do this. I remember that chapter from the book. (laughs) It's called Wham Bam Thank You, (laughs) Ma'am. Yes, yes, basically. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still in the 90s. Yep. (laughs) Me too. Wham Bam Thank You, Ma'am. I haven't heard that in a minute. That's hilarious. (laughs) My goodness. It was a good decade. <laughs> it was the best. The pre-internet best, mm-hmm. pre-cell phone. Like, we yeah. could just, it, like, literally disappear and just be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot to call you on the payphone. I know. <laughs> they can't do that. They can't disappear. Can't I feel hide. bad for kids. I, I, I do. Know. I feel bad. As much as it's neat to have the access to information. And and honestly, like, I attribute a lot of why millennials are so cool is the ability to, like, gather and share thoughts and ideas. Um yeah 
with the internet, it's really cool, but it's also like a double-edged sword, like we talked about, you know, where you don't yeah. have any freedom. Yep. And there's some experiences that you won't be able to have if you don't, you know, yep. stay out mm-hmm. too late and disappear. So yes, yes. For yeah. sure. And I struggle with For that. For sure. I'm well, an Angela, introvert. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent the same. Yeah. But like people don't understand that introvert doesn't mean you hate people. It just means like yeah. it's difficult for you. I don't socially, get my energy. But I'm, <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and I'm the same way. It's really interesting because I didn't discover this until after I had a degree in art education. And then yeah. I realized, oh, I'm having panic attacks in class because there's too many people around me and oh. I just can't do this all day. It was, and it like, it didn't click until like I stopped doing it. And it was like, I 0% had any panic attacks. <laughs> That, like, yeah. it was just so hard to constantly have to be, like, on. And, like, they call it touched out when, like, your kid is touching you too much. But it's kind of like that with yeah. where you're just, like, you're being, like, expected to be informative the whole day. And it's just, it's, it, it's, it's very exhausting for, like, my personality. And I didn't realize until it was too late. But yes. now, yeah. I, now I teach a much smaller group and it's much more rewarding one day a week. Like, that works. Fine. Yes. Do what so works. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it it's hard because you don't always know, like, what kind of person you are until you, like, really find out, you know. And then the other thing about being an introverted, being an outgoing introvert is, like, you almost, I don't know if you went through this, but I know my husband and I talk about this a lot. You kind of create this, like, personality when you're, like, an adolescent yes! and stuff. And just to get yourself, like, social because you're, like, what the fuck, like, you can't deal with people. <laughs> and then, but it can go so horribly wrong, too, where you, like, yeah. are expected to be this person you're actually not. And I was like that yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you lose yourself because you're getting the like payoff and it's like the cycle. So yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I, I like to now try and promote like for my kids, like just be authentic. If you're awkward and you're an introvert, just like tell yeah. people like, yeah, I'm awkward. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, make it a funny thing, you know? Yes. It's yes. Because humor helps. <laughs> yes, indeed. A hundred percent. My yeah. daughter's really into like um, Raven Simone and like uh, physical comedy She's mm-hmm. super into it, and and we, we watched Juggling the Jenkins together. Tiffany Jenkins. I don't know if you heard of her. Oh no, I've heard that. See, see, I know all these silly like, like podcasts, and um, she's like a te- she's like a personality, like a mom person or whatever. But she's so funny and like physical comedy. I guess they call it like I don't even know what they call it, like an influencer or something. I don't know. She started influencer, a mom yeah. blog, yeah, something like that. But she's older. She's like she's like a little younger than us, maybe. But she's so yeah. funny and just physical comedy. And it just, okay. that's the thing. If you have humor, you're, you're going to be king. You know, it's like people yep. need to laugh always. Yep. yep. I always say that like people will sit through church and they'll start to fall asleep or <laughs> it's somebody preaching at you, but like you watch these comedy specials and people sit for an hour listening to somebody with no visual, you know, pyrotechnic, yep. anything behind them. They're just telling stories and people are transfixed. Yes. And I think that's so true. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the church giggles because that's the best phenomenon too. <laughs> you cannot giggles. stop. Oh my gosh. That would happen to me and my friend Dylan in grad school class and we would piss off our professor so much. And she was like my age. She didn't. Oh man. She did not like me and she would get so mad at me. Oh no. Um, no. Oh, I'm that. So mad Cause we would just be pissing ourselves with church giggles. <laughs> like I can't stop laughing right now. And he just like, we'd look at each other and we just fall it out. It's a mess. I am totally that person. Like, <laughs> and you can hear it in this 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 interview. Like I have a laugh, and it's right. Yes. <laughs> and I once I get started, sometimes I can't stop. It's, it's a. It's I know. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. It's so funny. Yeah. Like we were trying to do a. Um, he just wrote or he put out a book that he was doing in grad school. And he's a lot younger than me. He must be like twenty five or something. But we're just like 
just kindred spirits. And I just could not stop. Like, I was trying not to make him laugh. Like, I was trying, I'm like holding my face and he's just like cracking up. It's just, a, it's so fun to make people laugh when they're not yes. supposed to do that, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. I get great, great satisfaction out of that. <laughs> I'm going to think, I bet you when you were in school and Oli, you got in trouble a lot for talking like I did. I actually do have a story about getting kicked out yeah. of because we were watching a film about in Latin class about centaurs and they were naked. And I was like, those centaurs are naked. And then Mr. Fahrenbach was like, Miss Faust, get out of here. Oh my God. But they like, were oh, naked. They that were. Is true. What is so dirty about that? It's the truth. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. It was true. And they were funny. And, and but I was kind of horrified because I did talk a lot, but I don't like to get in trouble. So I was like, <laughs> no, I don't like getting in trouble either. I hear you. I was very like, yeah. I remember one time, okay, then I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> I, when I was 13 and I didn't know what I was talking about, I heard my friend say this. She she would use dildo as like a derogatory term. Like, you're such a dildo. So I yelled it in the hallway. I yelled at my friend like, you're such a dildo. And like, let's <laughs> think about my Spanish teacher, but our school Spanish teacher was like, Rachel, you come with me right now. And he's like, do you know what that means? And I was like, no. And he's like, don't say that ever again. It wasn't like I called them like an asshole. Like I called them a fucking dildo. <laughs> and had What's no idea what it meant. What's about that? I mean, those are great. I know. What's wrong with a dildo? That's not like a curse. Oh my gosh! If I would, like, if I would have called him a vagina, he'd probably yelled at me too. It's like a part of our body. Like God forbid. I, I know, but if it was yeah, a dick, it'd be okay. He'd be like, yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> or like even penis. You're such a penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have gotten to such trouble at school. <laughs> oh my gosh, 150 percent. We can still get in trouble though when COVID's like chilled yes, out I a can't. little bit. I got. I know. Ugh, yeah. Anyway, Angela, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun, and I can't wait to catch up again. And next time you have a show, come back on, and we'll talk about it. We can do, like, a tour okay, of the show. That would be so thank fun. You. Yeah, 100%. And good luck that. with the website. And keep up the good work and sending us the humor. We need it so much right now. So thank you so much. Oh. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye.